lovely to be back together in the book of 1 Corinthians and chapter 3 today. And I wonder if you were to think over your life, who have been the people who have influenced you most? I once had to fill in an application form for a, a leadership course, and I had to write down who I thought were the leaders who had had an impact on me down through the years. And the list was quite extensive. Probably the reality for most of us is that we're a product of lots of people's influence on us. Some good, um, which we'll call the uh, the wood, the hay, and the straw. (laughs) And and some wonderful, which is costly stones, gold or silver, in the passage we have today. Lots of people have been involved in helping shape and build our lives. Let's look in at our passage uh, and Paul's teaching here. Um, And he has just changed the metaphor that he's been using in the passage up till now. Up till now, he's been talking about us as a great field. And in the field, uh, one person plants a seed, another person waters the seed, but it's God who makes it grow. It's a great sort of harvest festival, October reading um, of what God does. But in verse 9 of chapter 3, he changes the metaphor, and he does it in this way. He says, we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, God's building. (laughs) So you've gone from being an agrarian landscape to an architectural masterpiece in one swift stroke of the pen. What building he has in mind is revealed in verses 16 and 17. The building that we are, he says, is God's temple. We are God's temple. And God's spirit lives inside us. If anyone wants to destroy God's temple, God will destroy them because the temple is sacred and you are that temple. So not only have you moved from being a field, a muddy field, to an architectural masterpiece, you are now the temple of the living God himself. And it's a bit of a, a step up from the early parts of the chapter. So how do we get built? Well, the first thing we learn in this passage is that we have a good foundation. If you are a believer in Jesus, if you trust and follow Jesus, you have a good foundation. It is Jesus. And no one can relay that foundation. You're sturdy, stable, and established. And that's very important in how this passage works out. You're sturdy, steady, and established. Some things are not in doubt if you have trusted Jesus. Your eternal salvation is not in doubt. As one um, reformer put it, once saved, always saved. If you've been truly saved by Jesus, you are saved forever. You have a strong and eternal foundation. However, what may be being built on your life and what you may be building on the people around you's lives may not be as stable as that incredible foundation. And as we come to our 28 days of prayer, this is a really important passage for us to be thinking about as a church, because we are asking the question, how are we building people's lives? How are we building our groups? How are we building the children, the young people that God's given us? How are we building the sites that God's given us to look after and to run? And the challenge of these verses is not to be ducked. It says each person should be careful how they build. Paul says that he is an expert builder. The the Greek word means an architect. uh, And someone else builds after what he's been building on. But each person should be careful how they build. 
Uh, you can't lay a new foundation, and you must work out what materials you're going to use to build the foundation with, whether precious materials or recyclable junk. Are you using precious material or recyclable junk to build in people's lives? This is the challenge. Why is it a challenge? You know, you can get a building up quickly. In some parts of the world, you can build a building super fast. Uh, and you don't know the quality of the construction. Uh, maybe you only find out if something calamitous happens. Well, we find out in verse 13 that something calamitous will happen to the buildings of our lives. There will be something called the day. And the day in scripture means the day of Jesus Christ's return when he comes, as we say in the creed, to judge the living and the dead. And when Jesus returns on the day, it will bring to light everything that we've done, the quality of our work. It, it refines with fire, working out what's precious and what is just junk. In our garden, we have a fire pit, which the youth are going to be um, burning things in this evening uh, for their youth fireworks display. Uh, and in the fire pit, I have been putting the remains of a garden table set that I didn't look after very well and it rotted. So I chopped it up into little bits suitable for the fire pit and uh, burnt it. And one of the things that I worked out was I don't actually have to get rid of the, uh, the nails that are in the wood or the screws that are in the wood. I can just stick them on the fire and they'll sort of melt away. <laughs> But they'll just disappear in the heat of the fire. I wouldn't put it in the wood-burning stove in the house, because <laughs> I don't really want metal in my nice wood burner. But in the outside fire pit, just chuck it all in. It disappears. The fire that we are going to face coming forward is going to be a great test of what we have been built with and how we build. Some things will be burnt up, and when they are, we suffer loss. It's just us that gets saved, but only as one escaping through the flames. But other things will last. Other things have been made precious and will survive the refiner's fire. They will be, in fact, purified, another passage says, by his fire. So what does it take to build our lives and to build the things that God's calling us to do with these precious materials. Well, it takes a sacrifice, doesn't it? It's not easy to build with precious materials. It's easy to build with junk. Generally, they come in bigger packages. You can stick them together quickly with a few IKEA sort of um, twisty things, and you've got an edifice quickly in place. But to build with something utterly costly... It takes sacrifice, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes mining, it takes delving deep for jewels and then adding them into this temple. Those uh, jewels themselves are often formed through costly processes, through difficulties and hardship. And they're the things that we bring to God's temple. The quick solutions, the easy wins, the uncostly things tend to be the things that get burned up. So as we come into our month of prayer, do we remember that what we are trying to build in ourselves and in this community is a temple of God's Holy Spirit? 
where the presence of God lives and invades the community, where heaven touches earth, building something on earth as it is in heaven. A temple is a replica of what's going on in heaven, on earth. That's what we're trying to build. That's what we're sacrificing for. That's what we're aching for. Can't lay any other foundations. We can't, uh, but we do have a choice how we build. And as we pray and pray and pray over these coming four weeks, what we're asking for is, God, please refine us. Please show us how to build with costly stones, with precious things, so that when it's tested, it really lasts. And Lord, whatever is in me that is going to be suffering loss when burned, please reduce that percentage-wise. So there are some things I'm building in my life that are definitely going to last for the long haul and for eternity. May God bless his word to us today and reveal his heart to us over this coming month.